Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Brainiac Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Bianchi, and we've got a great episode for everyone today as we head into the holiday season. So in today's episode, we'll be talking about the role that chiropractors play in concussion care and rehabilitation. When we think about concussions, maybe chiropractors aren't the first healthcare professional that come to mind. However, they provide a tremendous amount of value and benefit. And so to help us understand the important role that chiropractors play and gain insight into value they can provide to patients with concussion, I'm really excited to be joined by Dr. Michael Hennis. Um, Dr. Hennis is actually joining us from Minnesota today. He reached out to our chapter to see how he could help contribute. And we thought it would be a great idea to have him on an episode of Brainiac. So thank you so much, Dr. Hennis, for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, really excited to be here. Awesome. And just a quick bio so we can get to know Dr. Hennis a little bit better. He is a chiropractic physician and board certified chiropractic neurologist. He holds a diplomate in neurology from the American Chiropractic Neurology Board. And additionally, Dr. Hennis is a member of several, several chiropractic associations in his region. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll just start off with a little bit of an icebreaker. So beyond the bio, our, our listeners can get to know you a little bit better, Dr. Hennis. So I just want to ask, how did you sort of get involved in the concussion space? And tell us a little bit about your journey and what it was like to get where you are today. Sure. So um, everyone's kind of familiar with the chiropractic paradigm. Uh, while I was in school, um, I was really looking for a deeper answer as to how an adjustment could have such a wide range of effects on so many different conditions, right? We always hear about the neck pain, the back pain, but you know, why can your indigestion go away or why can other, other seemingly unrelated things happen? And that led me to study neurology, more specifically functional neurology. And that's really how how well the brain works and then what can my physical inputs to the body an adjustment, a stretch, uh, uh, anything really change all of that stuff for the brain. And then in studying that, um, it kind of led me to the realization that I had had past concussions. Um, I knew I had the injuries, but never really had been diagnosed or put it together okay. that, you know, maybe some of the stuff that I was still dealing with could be from this post-concussion syndrome. I didn't really know what that was. Um, you hear in podcasts all the time, yours included, including your uh, last couple episodes, someone always says concussions weren't a thing. Well, 
I was growing yeah. up and playing sports in that era. And that's exactly what it was. You just, you got up, you walked it off. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you had headaches two weeks later, it was like, I don't know what that could be. So um, that's kind of how I got into it. And it, a lot of it started with me studying concussions and saying, you know, if the brain isn't working and it doesn't make sense, this is really the epitome of that condition is there's nothing on your scan, but you just don't feel good. And the concussions really what spurred that on and in doing so, like I said, I kind of found out about my own past injuries and, you know, had some work to do on myself then. For sure. Yeah. It seems to be like a pretty common theme is that people have had their own experiences with concussions. They weren't sure what was going on. And then it leads them kind of down a path where they're able to sort of help people who are used to, who, who are in their position kind of years later. That's really yeah. interesting. I, I, we still hear it from patients too, is, you know, they'll, they'll, someone will bring their kid in. It's like, well, I don't know. We can cut. When I was a kid, concussions weren't a big deal. It's like, yeah, don't, yeah we know better now. Yeah. Thank, thankfully for sure. So what would, I just wanted to start with a bit of sort of a brief overview type of conversation before we get into sort of some more specifics later on. So just generally speaking, how would you describe the role that chiropractors um, play in concussion care? Sure. So um, this is a little bit of a twofold answer here, but mm-hmm. one of the things that commonly comes with concussions are that, you know, two of the more common symptoms are going to be headaches and neck pain. And a lot of times those headaches are um, actually derived from that neck pain. And we know chiropractic does wonderful things for whiplash injuries, auto accidents, that sort of thing. And the mechanism of a concussion is oftentimes very similar, even if you never hit your head, right? You can still get that concussion from say a whiplash. Well, if we've strained those neck muscles or they're not doing their thing, they're not giving your brain good information anymore. And that can cause a sensory mismatch. And that makes it very difficult for the brain to tell what's going on leading to those symptoms. So one of the things chiropractors are fantastic at treating is neck pain. So just in that realm, we have something to offer the concussion community. Headaches, tension headaches, again, we have something fantastic to offer there. Um, When you start to look into the chiropractic neurologist paradigm, we're really concerned with what kind of inputs we can give the body and are those sensory systems integrating in the brain as well as they should, you know, um, in the clinic, we like to use this analogy of three friends will go into a party and they should tell you the same story. Well, in your body, what are those three friends? It's your eyes, your inner ear, and those neck muscles. Well, if you've injured one of them or one of them isn't working as well, well, suddenly your stories don't match up. And that's where we start to get symptoms. It's really hard for your brain to put that together. And it does a really good job for a long time until it gets tired or you have another injury and the inflammation slows you down or one of those things. And that story starts to change. So um, kind of twofold, you know, we have, we have chiropractors looking at the neck and the headache, and then you have the, the neurology portion where we're looking at really putting all of those pieces together. Okay. Really, really interesting. And I love that story analogy. It's never something I've kind of heard or thought of before, but it, it really does make sense when you put it that way. Um, and speaking of, you know, the tension headaches or the neck muscles, are, are there specific symptom profiles that are more sort of geared towards chiropractic care or more commonly seen by chiropractors in comparison to maybe some other healthcare practitioners? Um, I find more people that say come to my website, they tend to already have the headache and the neck pain that does tend to be a little bit more of it. 
on like a cold search. Now, if someone's seen me already and they say, hey, you know, my friend has this, is that something you would work with? Then we start to get into more of the vertigo or um, also headaches, but those headaches tend to be a little more described. Like the headache is behind my eyes. It's less of a tension headache. So it does tend to be more of the physical type of symptom. Um, you know, the muscle aches and pains, that sort of stuff that I, I tend to see a little bit more. Um, but that's kind of gone by the wayside too. I kind of get it from all over the place, just from referral at this point. So, okay. but yeah. Interesting. And then you, you made a, a distinction in your, in your first answer between just sort of a, maybe a general practitioner chiropractor versus well, you are a chiropractor neurologist is, you know, do, do the general practitioners also see concussion patients? And, and if they do, what is, what, what differs between your practice and what maybe a general practitioner might do? Sure. Um, yeah. So um, one of the associations I'm in is the Minnesota Chiropractic Association, our sports council. So the group of us that mm-hmm. really focus on sports, we, we really have a good focus in the concussion world because uh, we do a lot of like sideline care. And part of our job with that is to be able to identify and either pull a player off the field. But then the caveat is a lot of times that player will come in to see me personally, because I'm the one that talked to them on, on site, mm-hmm. or they'll see one of my colleagues that's in the same group. So, um, you know, kind of like we were talking about, we're assessing to see, you know, a whiplash injury is huge in a concussion. Again, if those muscles aren't giving us good information, we have to work on that. Um, the tension headaches, the general, just structural stuff that's going on in a person's neck or body, or, you know, any of that, that can really play, play an effect. Um, so you're going to have things like, uh, rehabilitative exercises. You're going to have some adjustments, maybe some modalities like some ice or some heat or some stim, uh, to try and rehab those soft tissue injuries. Um, and then in my world, functional neurology or chiropractic neurology, clinical neuroscience, it goes by a whole bunch of different names. So Mm -hmm. pick the one you like. Um, (laughs) I like functional neurology and my job is to figure out why the brain isn't working at its optimum performance anymore because you're up, you're getting around, you're moving, but maybe you're super fatigued or your energy levels are low, or, um, you're getting dizzy because you don't know where you are in space anymore. And really what that comes down to is figuring out which of the three things neurons need broke down. They need activation. So are they not getting the sensation up to your brain? Are we not getting oxygen there? Or are we not getting a fuel source like glucose or ketones? Um, And so my practice is a little different in that I do a lot more things to try and promote brain health. So there's a lot of nutrition involved, a lot of uh, supplementations involved. Um, Some basic movement exercise just to increase the heart rate is very therapeutic for a concussion. Um, We can also do things like stim or lasers and, um, you know, adjustments are a fantastic simulation. What do we do? We take a joint, we move it, we stretch the muscles out, we compress different pieces of the joint. All of that is information into the brain and by directing how we do an adjustment, maybe we do a lot of pre-stress or not a lot of pre-stress or a low force uh, technique or something like that. We can influence how that information heads to the brain and try and target more specifically which part of the brain we're working on. Okay. Very interesting. Thank you for that, uh, for that answer. So now I think what we'll do is we'll, you know, we already kind of got into that space a little bit, but we'll fully sort of dive into the clinical and the treatment side. Sure. And I was reading through sort of your approach to care. One thing that I, that really stood out to me 
um, was the sort of importance that you emphasize on the, that initial visit or consult or consultation. So can you walk us through what that would look like? So for example, if I was to come to your clinic, I had a concussion maybe a couple of weeks ago and I'm really dealing with some symptoms. How do you go about getting that comprehensive evaluation of that new patient? Sure. So, excuse me, a lot of times when someone comes in, um, especially if they don't know much about me, they see chiropractor behind my name and they think it's going to be, a, you know, an adjustment a couple of times and they're going to be feeling better. And that's, that's kind of, kind of it. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it's not, but being able to look at all of the different things that are going to go into your brain, having good information. So we have to look at all of the different symptoms. Uh, I'm sorry, all the different systems that play into this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I already talked a little bit about nutrition and supplementation. Well, your brain can be working perfectly, but if you don't have the good nutrition in your body to begin with, you know, it's, it's like trying to drive your car without any gas in the tank. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you drive a Ferrari or a Pinto at that point, yeah. um, you're not going anywhere without gas in the tank and the brain's the exact same way. Um, we know concussion is an inflammatory thing, so it can really mess with that metabolism. And then we have uh, kind of an energy crisis in the acute phases, especially. So those are things that we have to address. And the sooner you address that, the sooner you can, you can get people healing. And that's where some of that low, uh, sub sub symptom threshold, uh, aerobic exercise can be very helpful in just keeping that fuel supply up early, early on. Um, so nutrition is a huge piece that I find is missed a lot. And I think a lot of it just comes down to, um, pharmacy isn't terribly useful. So in the medical paradigm of thing, you know, I'm not ripping on them. They're really good at saving a life, but there are some things that, well, obviously I think I do better. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. and that's one of them. Um, and then we have to go through all the different systems, right? You have to look at the vestibular system. You have to look at the visual system. You have to look at the structural component of stuff. You have to look at, uh, range of motion, strength, and all of those things. And one of the things I see a lot in patients that have been other places is they've done all of this. The problem is they mm -hmm. didn't do it all at once. So they'll work on one okay. thing for a while and then it didn't work or they got a little better. So they'll move on to the next thing and it kind of works, but they never really connected those pieces together. And that's really what I try and do is, is connect all of the pieces together so that they're doing the right thing at the right time for the right intensity and not skipping a step. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's, that's really interesting. And that, and that point of, you know, maybe other practitioners don't do everything all at once kind of takes me to my next question, wherein does the approach to treatment differ or vary based on the symptoms that a patient's experiencing, or is it sort of kind of work on everything at the same time, regardless of what someone's feeling at that moment? Tough question. Um, a little bit of both, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of have to look at the whole picture all the time, but at the same time, you have to figure out what's what the biggest problem is and focus on that okay. because your body, we're not designed to be healthy all the time. Okay, we're designed to heal. We're very, very good at it. The problem is we're also very good at compensating. Mm -hmm. So we, we have to do first is get our bodies out of this crisis state, out of the inflammatory state, out of the anxiety, out of the panic, so that it can quit trying to compensate for anything so that we can start to unravel those different pieces. So I'm always trying to get that 35,000 foot view, but also look at this patient's coming in and they're dizzy or they have vertigo. They don't know where they are in space. We need to spend most of our time there. Whereas this person over here, they've just got a lot of neck pain and they've got a severe whiplash injury. And we just have to work on that neck pain and get that neck rehabilitated first. And then we can start to work on some of the other things, but you always kind of have to have in the back of your mind, what could be causing this to break down as well. So you, you have to look at all of it at once. Okay. So if there's a, a major problem, you, start, you deal with that, but not, again, not forgetting about all the other components that can play a role in recovery and just function in general then. Exactly. Okay, perfect. And, and I want to focus in sort of now on, on one type of, I guess, therapy in particular. And I've, I've actually come across a few papers that have highlighted that manual therapy can be you know, quite beneficial for those who are experiencing persistent concussion symptoms. Can you briefly describe to us sort of what manual therapy is first, and then sort of explain why it might be very helpful for patients who are experiencing persistent symptoms or just symptoms in general for that matter? Sure. So manual therapy is a really broad, um, broad modality and Whenever I say it out loud, I always think of the insurance coding part and what, what kind of gets thrown under there. But manual therapy is really, in my opinion, anything that involves an instrument or just hands on the patient, right? Okay. So this could be things like uh, massage. It could be body work. Um, it could be like a fascial stripping. It could be the chiropractic adjustment. It could be like a instrument assisted, like a, the brand name on is Graston, right? Any of those things um, kind of go into manual therapies. And 
I had mentioned this before, but I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more. If you look at um, the physical therapist or the, the physiotherapist, depending on where you are, uh, the chiropractor, the massage therapist, really what we are, are uh, receptor-based therapists. Okay. okay. So your brain is like a big computer and it's got wires shooting out all over your body, the nerves, and they connect to different receptors. You sense things like hot, cold joint movement. Are your muscles contracting? Where are they in space vibration, that sort of stuff. And all of that information goes into the brain and the brain processes that if your muscles too tight, it's because the brain thinks that that's a normal resting state or something's unstable and it's trying to stabilize for it. Or it's not getting good information from the muscle group next door. Okay? okay. And so through manual therapy means again, all of the stuff I listed, we could try and change the length of that muscle or stimulate those receptors to try and get that brain to essentially relearn where normal is. Okay. So okay. if we do something like an adjustment, that's one set of receptors that we're stimulating. If I do trigger point therapy, completely different set of receptors. Okay. If I have you move while we're doing that same thing, different set of receptors. So by playing on the information that your brain is getting, we can stimulate different parts and try and I guess, normalize the, the communication between the different parts of the brain. Okay. And does that makes sense. It, it does. It does make sense. After you kind of explained it, it, it does make a lot of sense. And specifically for, you know, patients with concussion who are dealing with persistent symptoms, could that just be the that they have that that hasn't been tackled yet. And so weeks later, they're still feeling the same way because that approach hasn't been taken. Is that why it could be so effective for, for these types of people? I think so. Especially if you have kind of the old mentality, the old uh, cocooning mentality where people just aren't doing much, um, especially if they have any pain and they're starting to get into guarding behaviors and uh, stuff starts to, you know, we talk about the neck a lot, but it's, it's a concussion. So we, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of it comes from the neck and if they're not moving that, it'll start to stiffen up. It'll try and compensate it. It'll, your brain just tries to protect the neck and avoid pain. And then you start to get into some of these ranges of motion that you're not familiar with. And to your brain, you, you've become unstable. If you haven't even started to lose some of the, the, the protein component of the muscles just from breaking down from not being used again. So I think that's a huge part of it. The other part is we know your brain is bathed in CSF, right? It's got this fluid all around it that supplies the nutrients and all of this stuff. That fluid doesn't, it flows on its own, but in order to really get it moving, you have to have movement of those upper cervical segments. So if you're not moving your neck and no one's moving it for you and you're avoiding moving those things, you're going to start to get some stagnation of that. And that can be very irritating in itself. So um, that makes it very, very difficult to, to rehab that without going in and doing something physically about it. Some people are very good at doing it on their own, but you know, sometimes it's, there's stuff you just can't do. For sure. And so based on what you just said, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think that manual therapy is something that should be implemented into what's regarded as a normal concussion protocol, like return to sport protocol? As you said, you know, a lot of times it might be overlooked. So do you think that's something that should be implemented pretty regularly and not just as a, persistent symptoms sort of after the fact sort of thing. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I do. And it, I don't necessarily think the follow-up question is usually then, do you think all of your patients should get adjusted? And the answer is, is yes, but 
not necessarily with a big grand chiropractic adjustment, right? There can be a low force technique that can be just as, just as effective and maybe more appropriate, especially in the acute phases of the injury that's less stimulating because let's face it, they're already overstimulated. And Mm -hmm. so being able to gauge your therapy and figure out how your patient can respond to that is actually a huge part of it because it's very easy to overstimulate someone. And For once sure. you've done that, your therapy day is essentially over. For sure. And, and I think that point you, you make about everyone thinking of that big adjustment that maybe we've all seen sort of online, the, the big sort of movement, but like you said, yeah, there's, there's a there's, couple of good ones out there right now. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, if those low force and maybe less stimulating options are available, that will do a job for people. Maybe that's some things I didn't know about. So maybe, you know, that's something for people to consider and start to educate themselves on. And that's kind of why we have, we're having you on today. So people can kind of get that piece. Um, yeah. Sort of along those lines, something else that I read on your, um, you know, on your page, and that's really important in your approach to healthcare is, is education. And why do you think sort of educating your patients is so, is so important? Um, because it takes the mystery out of what's happening. The biggest driving of pain is, is anxiety and fear of not what's going on. So one of the biggest things patients are afraid of by the time they get to me, I'm usually not the first person they've seen is they're afraid that this is the way it's going to be. Hmm. Okay. That, that this is just it. And that's very, very driving for the part of your brain that has to deal with pain. So by demystifying that paradigm, people get better a lot faster if they understand how what I'm doing can help and why, you know, it's one thing to tell someone to go out and start walking after their concussion to get their heart rate up because it's good for their brain. All right. That doesn't really tell you what it's doing or why Mm -hmm. they should do it. So they're less likely to comply. And there's, you know, if they don't know why they're doing it and it gives them a headache, well, they're just going to avoid it. And I mean, I've run into it where patients tell you what you want to hear. Did you do your exercises? Absolutely. I did. Great. Let's see them. What do they look like? Yeah. I, I, um, I don't actually remember how to do it. Okay. So, you know, you can get some truth out of, out of, out of it that way too. Um, yeah. I think that that piece is is really important because concussions are pretty complex, like they're very complex injuries. So I think breaking it down for someone to understand the way even you have today with some of those analogies, I think, like you said, demystifies it. And I think that's some somewhat overlooked sometimes. I think it's, you know, pretty vital piece to how people will get better. So I do appreciate that. It's very easy in this space to get caught up in, in the technical jargon and patients don't understand it. And that's not, not their problem. That's our problem for not being able to, to make it simple. If you can't explain something to a little kid, do you truly understand how it works? And, you know, I, people that come in with a concussion, they're already having trouble comprehending. I mean, I've got a patient right now that I'm thinking of, we're about two months into, into follow-up care now, she doesn't remember her first couple visits, no idea what we talked about. So, you know, I'll say something about her first visit and she goes, we talked about that. Or, you know, she gave me some, a personal detail about her life or something. And she goes, I can't believe I told you that. It's like, well, you know, there, there it was, but they don't remember. So if you're making, making a complex topic and keeping it complex, they're really not understanding what's happening and that's not helping them heal. You have to understand 
what's going on and are you doing damage are you not are you are you truly in danger of what you're doing and if, if you can again make that less complex it's a lot easier to heal from for sure for sure and so now just moving on you you actually mentioned it um in the beginning of, of your last answer where you said sometimes i'm like the fourth or fifth person that a patient will see um you know why do you think that is is it that's people are simply unaware of the benefits that visiting a chiropractor can have or there may be certain barriers to accessing chiropractors that people have a tough time navigating why do you think that is that you might be one of the fourth or fifth people that someone's seeing Sure. Well, first concussions and neurological problems. So the first place most people will try and go is a neurologist. Mm -hmm. And, um, a lot of times providers, they refer to what they're familiar with. So in the medical world, they're familiar with occupational therapy. They're familiar with physical therapy, um, neuropsychology, vision therapy, you know, all of these different things that are really under the medical umbrella and chiropractors, we've, we've long kind of been the pariah of the healthcare world and, and we know it and we don't help ourselves out sometimes either, but, um, you know, we, we have a lot to offer in this realm of things. And the second piece is, uh, I know it's a little different up for you, but, uh, chiropractic coverage really varies by state down here. Okay. So in Minnesota, um, it chiropractic coverage can be very good or it can be very terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. and then there's always the reimbursement question. Am I going to get paid for what I'm doing or not? So I am actually an out of network provider because I don't get paid for a lot of the rehabilitation that I do. So it doesn't make sense for me to be in that loop. Um, so early on in an injury, most people will try and use their insurance coverage. Well, if I'm not in their insurance network, it's difficult Mm -hmm. for them to, to justify coming in. Um, and then, yeah, the, the other piece is just maybe not being aware of what, what a chiropractor or in my case, the chiropractic neurologist has to offer specifically. Yeah. And again, that's, 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 that's my fault for not getting that out there. Um, but, you know, there's only, only so much time in a day. For sure. I think there's like a bit of a, a sort of, not only stereotype is the right word, but a sort of an idea of what chiropractors or chiropractic neurologists like yourself are do with that are sometimes false and just labeled with just things that are just simply not true so I think that sometimes does play play a role and I hope you know people listening to this podcast and others like this can sort of start to realize that there's a lot of value that can be provided and then hopefully that kind of sparks some change down the road that's the the hope at least so we're kind of coming towards the end of our um our discussion keeping timing in mind just over the holidays maybe people have a little bit less time to sit down and listen to a super long episode. So we're going to try and keep this one a little bit shorter than normal. Um, but seeing that it is the holidays, I thought it would be really fitting to sort of try and end on a, on a positive note. Um, so I was wondering if you had you know, any story that really sticks out in your mind about a patient that can really highlight the benefit that a chiropractor or a chiropractic neurologist like yourself can have on a patient. Sure. Um, I've got a patient that does come to mind and she actually came in um, about 20 years post injury. And what her lingering symptom was, was dysautonomia. So she had actually been formally diagnosed with POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So anytime she would stand up, her heart would start racing, her blood pressure would drop and she would actually fall over. That was, that was her problem. She had essentially become a shut-in. She couldn't drive. She, she really didn't, didn't do much. She kept really strange hours, um, just from not being able to sleep. And, um, 
it took about three months, but um, we got her doing really good. And then I gave her a bunch of home care and I had a follow-up with her last January. I have her coming in about once a year just to mm -hmm. make sure she's not going backwards or something. And at her last visit, her husband looked at me and he goes, well, she's crazy now. She jumps up on the countertops and starts cleaning the cabinets, which <laughs> would have been absolutely crazy before because she would get dizzy and fall over and hurt herself. Um, she still has pot syndrome symptoms. She still doesn't drive. She still gets uh, raising heart rate once in a while. Um, so she's not perfect by any means, but she can walk around Costco without a walker. She can go to Target without having to take a break at the front door. So for her, we made really big changes, um, not 100%, but we gave her a large portion of her life back yeah. um, doing everything we talked about today. So I, I, that's my favorite one so far. Um, even that's, though it wasn't a, wasn't an absolute home run, but she's, she's doing really good and she's really happy about it. And uh, yeah, I like to tell that story. That's an awesome, awesome story. And I think the part that sticks out about that is maybe there was a fear that that was going to be the way her life was for the rest of her life. And I think that's a lot of, I've heard a lot of people who struggle with, you know, post-concussion symptoms that don't seem to go away. That's, that's their fear. So the fact that there's stories like this out there can you know, definitely provide a little positive spark and a little bit of maybe encouragement for those out there who, who might still be struggling with persistent symptoms of concussion or any other related head or neck injury, even if it's been months or years um, down the line. So I do appreciate yeah. that story. And yeah, she was, she's, she's a great example of something I, I, I taught, tell patients all the time is you can do nothing and hope that it stays the same, but that's never the case. It almost always gets worse. Yeah. So as long as you're doing something and moving forwards, you're making progress, even if it's slow. Right. That's, so don't wait for it to get better on its own. Yeah, that's a great message that hopefully uh, our, uh, our listeners and of course, you know, anybody else that comes into contact with you will take from you because it's definitely a uh, something that I kind of sort of get from you is that you're so, certainly a positive sort of source of support. And see, it seems clear to me that you're very encouraging sort of practitioner that anybody would be, you know, lucky to work with. So that definitely Thank comes you. across. I, I definitely try to be. Yeah, for sure. And so that was a fantastic discussion. I'm really, really happy that you were able to come on today, Dr. Hennis. And thanks so much again for taking the time to come on this episode in the middle of the holiday season. I know it's a little bit hectic for everybody, so I do appreciate that. Um, and thank you again just for you know, taking the time to support our chapter from, you know, from where you are in Minnesota. It really does mean um, a lot to us, and we really appreciate all your efforts. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Awesome. And with that, that sort of brings an end to this month's episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I hope everyone has a very happy holiday season. And lastly, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at concussion.can.toronto. And I give Dr. Hennis a chance to sort of plug any of his social media or clinic websites if anyone would like to visit them. Sure. Um, so I used to be very active on Instagram. And uh with the birth of my son, it just got to be a lot of work, but yeah. I, I, I still check in quite a bit. So you can find me at um, invisible underscore injury underscore doc uh, on there. Otherwise, uh, feel free to email me too at uh, dr.michaelhennes, H-E-N-N-E-S at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, my clinic is the neural connection and uh, you can always find me there as well. Awesome. Thank you again, Dr. Hennis, so much for joining us. I hope everyone sort of learned something new today. I know I definitely have, and we will see you um, in 2022 for a brand new episode of Brainiac. Thanks and take care, everyone. Thank you.
HeadCheck Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.